0: are so fucking dry. They're going to fall off from the <laughs> constant soap. They're so dry. Like I've washed my hands three times since I've walked in the fucking door and I've been home <laughs> just to make sure. And then I'm like, don't touch your face. Don't touch your face. Don't touch your face <laughs> all day. I'm like itchy. I'm like my eyes start spasming my eyebrow. I'm like, I can't touch it. <laughs> <laughs> my good friend, Kendra is here to as our guest today. And, um, Cheers, Kendra. Thanks for coming down. Cheers. Thanks for having me. We're having the Vaporware Vienna Lager for our first beer this evening um, in collaboration with Wellspring Edmonton. And that's brought to you by our beer of the podcast, Analog, making great stuff happen. They have a tap room there, too, but we got to go visit sometime. I totally want to go and check it out. They have, like, um, standing arcade machine. I went inside that room for the first time uh, this week. And they were, the uh, tap room was closed because it was like Tuesday or something. It was Monday. It was Monday. And um, the staff were in there playing a game of D&D. Really? And I'm like, I fucking love you guys. This is cool. I,
1: I love that like they're like your, your beer of choice just because of how like it totally coincides with the 90s. Yeah. And like. I totally love that idea of going and there's, like, arcade games and stuff.
0: That's really cool. Well, I knew about their aesthetic when I started this thing, and I was like, these are the these are the right guys Perfect. to get in with us. And they were more than happy to. Adam and Brian are super cool. They are the guys who head up Analog Brewery and supply us with this wonderful beer that we're drinking today to get us in the mood. That's awesome. Get us in the chat mood. I really like it. I, I, I love their,
1: like, like, style of their like the design of their beer this really one's cool. like
0: this is a celebration beer look at that i don't it totally makes you want to party yeah you know what party i just can. realized the back of this label looks like the old um windows 3.1 oh, totally. windows <laughs> there's like we have more than one window open and it's like layered that's really cool it looks just like that i love but, it it's it's yeah. very nostalgic Mm-hmm. Hence the <laughs> nostalgia. This is a very exciting episode. Um, we're going to be doing probably a two-parter on this because we have not only so much information to share on this band, but um, I was lucky enough to have two interviews to to share with you guys. One interview has already been conducted and that is with the lead singer of Mr. Big. His name is Eric Martin. one of the most beautiful voices in rock and roll i think
1: Oh, it's like one of my favorites growing up listening to him i like i remember listening to him and wanting to figure out how he sings like that so i could sing like that yeah it's like it's just everything he's got such a cool range and he's got like you know such nice like cool tone and versatile like he can sing so many like like the ballads that he sings and then singing Like some of his like harder rock stuff, like addicted to that rush, you Mm -hmm. know, that song. I love that song. And it's
0: just so, so different from like to be with you, which is what most people I think know. One of the nice things about um, chatting with him and getting to know more about Eric over this week um, was just the fact that he he can sing more styles than rock too.
1: Yeah. You know, like,
0: um, I should show this video um at some point there's a youtube video of him because they're huge in japan mr big is huge in japan yeah they
1: were like that mainly huge in japan like Mm -hmm. i don't like because to be with you is like the main one that most people know Mm -hmm. uh just take my heart was another one that was released wasn't it yep yeah
0: that was yep that that was the second like of the bigger singles yeah because the very first single off the album "Lean Into It" was "Green Tinted Sixties Mind." I love that song, which is one of my favorite songs ever it's by so, anyone.
1: It's so awesome! And, and it's, it's such it's, a well-written well written tune, but it's it's different too. It's kind of quirky, but yeah. like it it's I, I I loved it too because it was such a different song. And like you listen to like their their greatest hits album, and you can just hear just the vast amount of like genres that he can sing, and mm-hmm. that's totally one of them.
0: I love that song. I found that song kind of difficult to sing because I I I hooked it up so that it's available at karaoke now. Yeah. If you don't know, we're big karaoke enthusiasts and hosts. Just a little bit. Um, so I found I made a a karaoke version of that song just so I could sing it. Um, I found an instrumental version of it online. Yeah. On off YouTube, I ripped it off YouTube. Don't the cops are going to come arrest me? Don't tell anybody. Don't (laughs) tell anybody guys. Oh, anyways, I ripped it off YouTube and then I. Put it through this program where I added some backing vocals to it because it didn't have any. So I I threw in a couple harmonies there. When I listen to it now, I realize it's the exact same harmony, just an octave apart. But it still fills it out nice. It
1: totally does. Because I was there when you sang it, and uh, it totally
0: made me want to try it. So I'm gonna play it. Wait, can I play it on here? No, it won't. I can add it into the mix after. Yeah. And I'm not gonna do that. but, but I, I'll, I'll, I did
1: i did try it too at jd's
0: did show did you try yeah, it
1: i did after i heard you sing it i was like oh i love that song i want to try it mm-hmm. but for me like he's just a little bit like too low so i'm like i got to take it up a key that's I'm funny because
0: like, for a male voice his voice is high yeah but you <laughs> now Kendra's a fantastic singer but she's got a very high range it's true like she struggles with the low
1: stuff i do and people make fun of me because like I, I end up having to key like everything up, but yeah, I tried to key that one up, but like there's so much modulation, and I was like, my brain's like trying to figure out where the where the hell all these notes are supposed to go. Now it was it was pretty it's a difficult song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kudos to Eric Martin.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is, and but I wish there was more Mr. Big songs on karaoke because oh, I would God, I would love too. to sing them all, man.
1: Oh, me too. I love so many of them. Like like a lot of their ballads, I love, and there's just not enough of
0: them out there. I uh, no. Um, one of my favorite parts of the interview with Eric is when we talk about album tracks. Um, I told him to tell me like songs that he had wished were, be, were hits, and then I gave him three examples of songs that I really enjoyed that were uh, basically album tracks. Um, and he was so excited about them that i got so excited like because we're not doing a video chat we're doing an audio chat so i'm yeah. sitting here just like having a little freak out like really quietly so he can't hear me i'm like <laughs> you, you, so exciting you
1: held yourself together pretty good yeah. but i okay, could
0: totally good. tell like
1: just from but, knowing you that you were pretty
0: excited as soon as he got up and goes hold on i gotta go grab the guitar i sat here i'm like Aah. i know I was, I was so excited too <laughs> I was, I was like, like he'll, he'll, I was hoping he would do like more singing, but that's okay. Yeah. He gave us these little teases, and I'm like, little tidbits. <gasps> but you could totally tell—you could totally tell his voice is still so good, still so like good. the
1: quality was so like there. I was just like, it is—it's such a tease because just to a little bit
0: about how he takes care of it and everything. He—he he just basically like you and I, like he likes to party and have yeah. some drinks once in a while, and yeah. When he said about It's not the next day That you feel Fucked up It's it's the day after that It's the day after that Yeah, You're just
1: like I was fine yesterday It doesn't make Doesn't make any sense I love that You Uh, brought up The whole thing About ninja With (laughs) Ninja
0: I, love- I still have to email him the link to what nimjom is
1: I, I just i love that because like i'm such an advocate for that stuff because it really does you're work. the first
0: person who told me about it i tell it's everybody like chinese about it yeah
1: it is it's uh it's, it's a herbal chinese cough syrup and i swear to god i should probably get paid for endorsing them so much because i do i tell Ninjom. everybody
0: NimJam, get it it 'll make you sing better when you don't have a voice well he said yeah and he said something because he kind of talked about making a book of these things so I think that I was like here' well, here put this in your book
1: it's so worth it like no joke I remember uh JD and I were gonna be playing um a gig where I literally lost my voice we were rehearsing that afternoon we had to do a 45 minute set that night and I had nothing coming out mm-hmm. <laughs> at all i was panicking so then i like literally got a bottle of ninjam and drank practically the entire bottle <laughs> before we got on stage and 45 it doesn't min- have medicine
0: in it like it, it's not so no it's not going to uh it's not going to make you kooky or kill you no you can't no overdose? It,
1: it's, it's it's all herbal at least i don't i've drank a whole, a whole bottle so and i didn't overdose so okay that's, I guess I don't know if that's good advice, but I literally sang 45 minutes and my voice was like,
0: "Let me tell you. I hate the taste of menthol. I hate the taste of Buckleys. Who doesn't hate Buckleys? But yeah. I hate the taste of a lot of those things like um, that have like a eucalyptus flavor mm-hmm. it grosses me out. I just have always been that way. But I tried Nimjom. I'd already known about it because of you telling me, but I hadn't bought it yet. And then one of the girls at work brought it to work, like three weeks ago. Ninjam. I'm like, oh, my friend told me about this. Let me taste it. And it tastes pretty good. I, it's actually, I like, I actually really like it. And I, I
1: love that it does taste good because I've tried so many things. Like, mm-hmm. like I know Eric Martin even mentioned, like, all the throat sprays and lozenges and stuff. And I just, I never found any of that even really worked that well. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it didn't taste very good. But then you get this thing and ninjam is, like, so good. And it does work really well, so... I tell everybody
0: about it. Yeah. I really should Here's what, <laughs> This is what I... I'm not a doctor. I'm the <laughs> furthest thing from it. But what I understand anatomy, how it works because of my hypochondria. Um, <laughs> I may as well get a doctor's diploma because of all the times I've looked up symptoms on the internet. Dr. Anyway, Google. Dr. Google, my middle name. Okay, so... The windpipe and where your voice box and your vocal cords are, are located is in a different place than the esophagus, right? They're, they're not in the same place. So, like, how does a throat coat going down your esophagus help your vocal cords? Because they're in the wind area. They're where, they're, they're where the lungs are, where you go down to the lungs. Yeah. The windpipe. I'm not sure. That's a good question. I'm so confused. Somebody, <laughs> somebody, message us. Somebody, is there a doctor listening that could explain this? As John Bon Jovi would say, "Is there a doctor in the house?"
1: <laughs> yes. I love that you can you can find a way to throw the Bon Jovi.
0: I I, I should do it for every show, but everybody would be like, "Jeez, <laughs> Naomi, enough."
1: I love that. Like the more you do it, though, you're finding more and more things to kind of bring to the table like i, I love like I, I told i told you how much i love the little excerpts of like the old
0: commercials after and stuff. these messages we'll be right back
1: yes i love it, it it's just especially because like given the name is nostalgia it totally does yeah. it brings you right back to like your childhood and like watching like saturday morning cartoons or like you know just like seeing those like hal johnson and joanne mcleod yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> i did that with body break in there yeah, the other day. yeah that's awesome though i love it um
0: my heartfelt plea to mc hammer you haven't called you haven't texted you haven't emailed me mc hammer <laughs> i still want you to come on the show remember did you hear the, ham- the theme to hammer man yes i did did you know that mc hammer had a cartoon on in the mornings
1: i did not I, I was actually blown away when i listened to that i was like how did i not know this
0: i bet you it was only one season though it was i don't think it was very long like, yeah it didn't probably run very not long. it was pr- around the same time that new kids on the block had a, ca- a morning cartoon in fact they <gasps> might have t- been back to back at some point i think
1: i totally forgot that new kids had one as well on abc yeah that's right have a
2: Man! Have a, have a man. they all better beware cause the hammer man will be there here's how it started Talk a long time ago the legend of the hammer and how it began to grow he was given magical shoes from a hip-hop motown dude together they had power they stood up for what was right but grams was getting old and he couldn't keep So Gramps and his granddaughter They went out on the road To find a man they knew could Who was worthy of the load They met a guy named Stanley Stanley. Who was dancing every night He helped the kids play every day His heart was out of sight So Gramps opened up the bag And took out the magical shoes He set them on the ground And they soon began to groove The shoes knew at once They had finally found their man Hop right on this and he hammer, man, hammer, man, hammer, hammer man,
0: hammer, hammer man, yeah. I have one of them on VHS. One of my old buddy Dwayne, Dwayne Hartley, he runs the uh he used to run the video store in Gibbons where I grew up. Gibbons, Alberta, town of three thousand people. <laughs> and I hung out at the video store all the time. Like I couldn't get enough of the video store. I shouldn't have been at the video store as much as I, I was because they were trying to actually run a business and I'm just hanging out all the time. Um, But he uh, when he closed the video store, unfortunately, that's the way of the world and how it had to go. He he's like, I have a present for you. And he had on VHS um, two videos he gave me. One was Def Leppard Pyromania in the round or something like or hysteria in the round. OK, so on VHS. Yeah. And it was one of the New Kids on the Block cartoons.
1: That's awesome.
0: And I was like, you're such a good friend. That is so
1: memorable. (laughs) That's a good friend that knows you really well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's how I spent the early 90s was hanging out at the fucking video store. Yeah. Because I thought that the people who worked there were super cool. (laughs) They were all in bands and shit. I was so having I had a major crush on one of the guys who worked at the video store because he had long hair. And he was so cute. And he was a drummer in, in a, a band that played in town and they toured and stuff and i was just like i i, I loved him so much <laughs> but he was tw- 19 or 20 at that time and i was like 13 14. so i'm like oh Damia i was like hanging around there oh they all knew i was in love with him whatever but i wonder what he's doing now i've always <laughs> wanted to find that man now because now it would be fine he's probably married with kids It'd be really funny if you, like, listened to this podcast and be like, I remember that kid. You know, I've <laughs> talked to Dwayne, the video store owner, forever, and we both don't know where Jamie is. Tried to find Jamie, don't know where he is. The last we heard, he moved to southern Alberta and he was married with kids. I was like, "Ah, oh, that's all right. <laughs> I hope I hope Jamie's happy out there. Jamie, if you're listening. <laughs> he Jamie's the one who got me into Alice in Chains. I love Alice in Chains. Two bands he got me into, Alice in Chains and Enough's Enough, which was the one that Eric and I were talking at near the end of the interview.
1: Yes, that's right. I remember you guys mentioning that. I, I didn't I don't know, know if you've heard them enough. as much. I've heard of them. I don't know if I know any of their music, but Alice in Chains was a big one for me in high school. Mm-hmm. I loved love that uh the dirt was one of my favorite albums ever it still is. that's
0: the one that we jamie would play was dirt yeah and he played at the video store all the time and i was like this is cool like it's so how they're singing is what really got me yeah i was like it's really hard to replicate harmonies like that yeah because these aren't one three fives these no. are like really th- to the point where i don't know what the lead is the yeah. lead or which is the harmony i really don't know
1: yeah no and they just they blended so well together and like just like the, the choices that they made and Lane Staley being such an incredible vocalist, like he had such a, like once again, a versatile voice where he could like have such a nice soft tone and then get that like grunge, like rasp to his voice. I, I just, mm-hmm. so I love, that's totally that's one of the true. things I love really well-rounded singers. And he was amazing.
0: Oh Yeah. One thing I forgot to ask Eric was about his rasp because it's probably a natural rasp. It's a nice, it's a nice rasp. It's not forced.
1: Uh, well, yeah, you it's can just hear, there.
0: You can hear right it moments. in his
1: speaking voice too that he has that kind of natural tone. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it it totally sounds like it, it's a natural thing. But uh, it's it's cool like the control that he has over his voice and being able to put it on, but then have some like clarity when it's necessary, like his choices as a vocalist i really admire
0: yeah and i like i like like his vibrato it's it's not it's not he much vibrato but it's just enough vibrato it's mm-hmm. like it's a good speed of a vibrato absolutely yeah um because that's something i always struggled with was the speed of my vibrato i've always thought it was too fast and i've spent a lot of time over the years trying to slow it down
1: yeah i i, I remember we had this discussion Mm -hmm. before because like for me singers talk folks singers talk yeah um for me vibrato was always something that i naturally had i never Mm -hmm. tried to get it or and yours
0: yours is nice and slow yeah uh, which i find hard to very hard i can't do how slow how you can slow yours right down like that
1: yeah uh, well and it's just always something that i did naturally like i never never knew what it even was before i even started learning about what what i was doing and then when i took voice lessons um one of the things that we had to work on was actually for me to stop putting vibrato on everything because i didn't Mm. realize i would sing literally everything with vibrato and then she's like can you sing a note without that i'm like okay let
0: me try this vibrato is very much a, a style a style choice because in school when um, I was taking music performance at Grant Mac, we were taught to hold and sustain the vibrato throughout a note from mm-hmm. directly when you hit it and hold it out because we were singing in the styles of jazz.
1: Yeah, that makes we
0: were sense. We t- totally—it was totally a different uh, way to sing. Where when you're singing pop rock music, you're supposed to tail things with vibrato. Yeah,
1: so you suppress it until the very end, right?
0: Yeah, and that's more natural for me. I like sustaining a note and holding that note and then letting it tail off with the vibrato if I can. See,
1: I, I was the opposite where I literally, every note was vibrato, which like a lot of people thought that I was classically trained before I was actually classically trained because I sang like that. Mm-hmm. And then when I went in for lessons, then that's when she was like, yeah, we we should see if you can actually control
0: this better. <laughs> but there's a producer I worked with at the time. We'll call him CJ. <laughs> he, uh... He when, I had just gotten out of Grant Mack when I had started uh, recording songs in that studio. And he said to me, take everything you learned from Grant Mack and throw it out right now. And I'm like, but I paid like $6,000 for this <laughs> shit. <laughs> really? But just for the style, that's why. Because I wasn't singing jazz. I was a pop rock singer.
1: Yeah, it doesn't quite work. It's like the same thing as like an opera singer trying to sing like pop music it doesn't mm-hmm. really work
0: yeah so yeah i agree with with him on that he was right he was like yeah you don't don't be like oh right like chill out <laughs> chill out <laughs> but it's actually difficult i think it's more difficult to hold sustained vibrato throughout a whole note at the same constant speed too because yeah. you, as as you run out of air your vibrato gonna changes. change speed yeah totally I find it also better, easier to do uh, a nicer, slower vibrato on lower notes than I do on high notes. Uh, My high notes are faster vibrato. That's when I go Stevie Nicks. (laughs) Stevie Nicks. That's where I sound like a lamb. (laughs) 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 Not that bad, but (laughs) sorry, Stevie fans. I've never been a Stevie Nicks fan. Really? No. I'm not a Fleetwood Mac fan. You know, my friends get, uh, get on me for that. Quite a few, yeah. They're like, "How can you not like Fleetwood Mac?" I'm like, every time they cancel a show, I'll tell you again.
1: <laughs> that was only, that was only what three times,
0: two. They came on the third time, I think. They came on the third time. Yeah, that's it was right. the second in Edmonton, the, the second postponement, where I was like, "Enough of this! How can you guys put up with this as fans?" She is kind of old now, though. <laughs> that's true. That's true. when And I'm just sitting there saying, we should let people be sick when they're sick. <laughs> We just had this conversation. Like, damn you,
1: Stevie Nicks. And this wasn't even during the COVID-19 stuff. <laughs> no, this is just
0: like old age colds and shit. Yeah. I don't know what actually. She was ill. She was ill. I don't know what she She was
1: meant. sick, yeah.
0: but Two yeah. times. Two times or something. This Who knows? Bad, it's their Bad presence. timing. Bad timing. It always sucks. <laughs> These are seniors on tour. Right? It's true. It's true. Are they in their 60s now? Probably. They gotta be at least. 60s or 70s? Yeah, they gotta be at least up there. We want them to be safe. Mm -hmm. Well, I
1: just I definitely can understand like just going through normal jobs and having to push through when you're not feeling well, having to entertain thousands of fans when you're like kind of (laughs) old and sick. You got
0: to give it up to the ones who can still consistently do it and rock the crowd. And like if they have to cancel a few shows or postpone a few shows, that's cool. I get it. Look at Ozzy. It's because they, they keep doing it because they love their fans, and it's all they've ever known how to do, and they don't want to stop. Yeah. But Ozzy has to stop.
1: I think so. Yeah. The last concert I saw of him was... I very much enjoyed it. It was very entertaining, but in some ways it was probably entertaining for the wrong, way, wrong reasons, because I was getting a kick Did out of start... watching him trying to run across the stage when he looked like he needed a walker to do it.
0: Is it, is it entertaining because it's all it was is it do you feel do you feel bad for him when you watch him are you like oh, i kind of found it adorable this? to be honest. Adorable. he's like a cute old man he's like, kind of just a cute like old man. yeah even though he was the prince of darkness now he's, he's a... just like oh Aw, look at that cute. Little old man running across the stage
1: well it's the way he does it too because he's got his shoulders pretty much up near his like his <laughs> ears and his he arms like, like
0: he bounces up and down
1: kind of like a t-rex <laughs> he's t Rexon. he's kind of t Rexon, yeah like across the stage and i'm just like oh that's cute he's still trying to run like i
0: i, I would just not <laughs> he's done a lot of drugs it's true back in the day it's true so he's actually doing all right um but a lot of people have said he's not they don't think he'll be around much longer
1: that's that's sad i, I hope that's not well i've
0: I just wanted to depress everyone before I grabbed you another beer.
2: <laughs> I
1: got me another beer. Are, are we, have we figured out how to open this we one We still don't know how to
0: open this one bottle. I should take we, a picture of it. And put how, it on. how
1: long? It's been how long now? An hour? Almost. All we want to do we is just, drink you. We just, it's not fair. Have we described how this
0: bottle looks and why we can't open it? Okay. It looks like one of those wine bottles that have like a wax top to them that usually have some kind of like a pull cord on it where you just kind of like unwind the, the pull cord and it'll rip the top off and it's nice. That's what it looks like, but there's no pull cord and it's a bitch. I can't get it. a bitch. <laughs> Should we get scissors? Is that a bad idea? We are drinking after all. That was a nice burp. <laughs> in the meanwhile while i try to open this bottle um i'd like to play this i'd like to play the the clips of the three songs that i was going to tell you about yes um that that i talked about with with eric so that you know what the hell we were talking about maybe it would be cooler to show you video one of them had a video but um one of them was the last song we talked about called nothing at all off the album define gravity that's that's one of the new ones right the new albums newer it's a newer album they also had a song yeah that came out in 2017 Defying Gravity is the name of the album and that's the album that Eric was mentioning that he kind of felt was really rushed
1: they did it in a short span of time right and
0: that was why they let him finally put that song on an album because he he kept trying to trying to do it and they'd always be like we don't really eh, it's okay but I was like this is the song on the album that I like the most that's awesome I love that groove. I can't get it any louder. Sorry, you can't hear it. The only way I can turn it up is if I turn up my mic, because it's on the same channel. Oh, uh, yeah. I like that part. This has got a really
1: like cool vibe to it. Yes. Oh. oh,
0: oh, oh beer. Making progress. <laughs> now we're, no, it's coming apart pretty easily. Oh wait, I can't chew on it. COVID nineteen, you guys.
1: (laughs) I laugh if you just made it harder to
2: get open.
0: Okay. So there's a there's a sample of nothing at all there from Mr. Big's album Define Gravity. Which which we talked about with Eric. The third song that we talked about with Eric from that list. Um, the chorus isn't <laughs> see that's a song that it doesn't it doesn't get high really like, he doesn't have a, a lot of like high note stuff happening there it's its no. just more kind of like a, a sexy it's
1: about the vibe. thing the vibe is really cool yeah and like kind of sexy and he's yeah it's definitely it's a different song i like it
0: i know i know you know what you should do um i'll play those three you should think of a couple that you'd like to play and we'll put them on, Absolutely. too.
1: Absolutely. JD's had to listen to a lot of their songs this last week.
0: Ha-ha. I was
1: like, listen to this one.
0: <laughs> this is a good one. Okay. Um, so another one from from what we were talking about. I'm going down the list. There's a f- oh. sorry, Sorry. I'll cut out the silence. There's a lot of... Mr. Big have a lot of live albums because a lot of them were recorded in japan
1: yeah i i don't doubt it they were huge right like absolutely pretty huge much in like japan. beetle level huge to
0: massive and the thing is and and i'm glad eric said too not everyone japan doesn't love everyone yeah just because they come over from north america whatever he's like it's not everyone but when they love you <laughs> they
1: really <laughs> it's love complete you. devotion yeah
0: like, you've always seen videos of people performing in Japan where yeah. it's like the crowd's like crying and just absolutely enamored with what's going on on stage. Yeah. Oh, amazing.
1: That's probably like something that if you if you don't make it like really, really huge in the States, that that would definitely be kind of the next level Like to make it really huge in Japan and having that sort of like status with them would be would definitely make it worthwhile because obviously like Mm -hmm. it totally made their like they're they're living well now right
0: yeah i i don't think success in the u.s is something that as a musician i would want to strive for as much as touring europe or touring japan because of the fact that the fans are just so much more passionate
1: yeah absolutely
0: Uh, and in america People are, they love their favorites and everything, but they're spoon-fed by radio and mainstream top 40 what they're supposed to be listening to. Yeah. And not every American's like that. I don't mean to say that. I'm talking about like the mass majority mm-hmm. of where they get their music from. It's kind of just what's directed at them. Um, some people will still go and listen to what they like to listen to and, or try to actively find new things, but it doesn't, um, it, it, it's just a, a mob mentality
1: yeah
0: i'm never getting this thing open <laughs> no i'm just watching you i'm dry. just <laughs> i'm just chipping away at it you know what i could just we could just crack another can that might be easier <laughs> this is defaulting to well uh, no i'm not going to the emergency room tonight there's too much covid out there <laughs>
2: The conspiracy is a proud member of the alberta podcast network and happily powered by atb we are a bi-weekly podcast that aims to discuss selected conspiracy theories alternative accounts legends myths and more without coloring the topic with our conversation until the very end of the episode we also feature beer reviews lame jokes bad puns far too many 80s movies references geek culture and general nerdery our real aim is for fun, inclusive content that doesn't take itself too seriously. You don't have to be blisteringly paranoid of mind control to enjoy a chin wag with your old pals Greg, Charlie, Andrew, the Irish Madman, and our podcast puppies Kylo and Ren.
1: It's a conspiracy. Is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network,
0: powered by ATB. You too. <laughs> This is the uh, New California Common, which is kind of a red ale. Okay. Yeah. I like. They're going to progressively get darker and spicier. Nice. <laughs> this is what I call an IPA. Have you had IPAs before? No. IPA, India Pale Ale, is known for a high hop content. Yeah. Which gives it that bitter flavor. That's right. Which I call spicy beer.
1: Spicy beer. <laughs> I like it.
0: I like easy drinking fucking like lagers.
1: Yeah. Spicy beer. Interesting though,
0: I like that. But super craft beer connoisseurs, they they love IPAs. It's like the more bitter, it's like lay it on them. Mm-hmm. Can't do it. Or thick, thick stouty beer. They like that too.
1: Yeah, I've...
0: I'm like I want to enjoy this shit.
1: Yeah, it would take me like three hours to drink that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm I'm like not super picky when it comes to beer, but it, it would just take me a long time to drink because mm. it's just so heavy, right?
0: Um. the most common uh, stout of all is Guinness, I believe. Mm -hmm. And I remember having my first Guinness for um, obviously St. Patrick's Day. (laughs) No, Guinness is on sale. So you have to have a Guinness on St. Patrick's Day. And I'm just like, this is gross. (laughs) I'm having (laughs) a really hard time eating this beer.
1: Eating... (laughs) I've seen people chug that beer. I'm like, how do you not puke right afterwards? Like, I, I I've had don't. Guinness where, like, I sipped on it, and it was okay. Like, I'm really not that picky, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm like, it took me forever because it was so thick. I'm I like, wanted to throw
0: some fucking vegetables and meats in it and make a stew. stew. <laughs> <laughs> Guinness stew's good. Guinness stew's great, but that also I also have would... food in it. So <laughs> there you go.
1: You have a meal. You're good.
0: <laughs> oh, I love Irish food. It's hearty. Yeah. It's meat and potatoes. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then I say, I also use toilet paper for like, oh, by the way, you've got some gold sitting in front of you. I have a roll of toilet paper sitting on the desk. I was going to sneak that before you even You were going to take it home <laughs> with you, weren't you?
1: I was just like slowly getting it closer and closer.
0: I put it out in a, like a candy bowl <laughs> for my guests. Here, you need to wipe something? Good. <laughs> you get one shit ticket.
1: One shit. One shit
0: ticket. <laughs> <laughs> this is from the album Hey Man from 1996 uh, called Going Where the Wind Blows. I
2: love that song. Said, life is for the taken. Here I am with my hand
0: out. That fucking voice. Ah, oh, that vibrato is so good.
2: I've been living on my great expectations. What good is it when I'm stranded here and the world just passes by
0: That's A good chorus.
1: I love this chorus.
2: Star is written on my face. Does it show strong enough to walk on water? Smart enough to come out of the rain? Or am I a fool going where the wind
0: blows? That's a beauty, eh? I love this song. It's nice. one of my favorite songs when I was first talking to Eric before I really hit the record button I was trying to figure out uh, if, if it was if the call was recording because I get so nervous that that, that we could called. talk and, and nothing recorded yeah. um, he goes that's okay he goes why don't you press stop right now and go and find the file and listen to it and see if it worked and I said okay so I'm trying to find it, and I'm just like, can't, my brain is just melting. It's um, it's it's it's, an, it's Chernobyl inside of my skull, and, and he's talking to me, and he's like, he's just talking to me about stuff, and I can't concentrate on what I'm doing because I love talking to him, and and then he said something about um, if you're gonna ask me about uh the standard question is like do you still like singing to be with you I love singing to be with you (laughs) you know like stuff like that and he was so cool he made me laugh I was just like I love this guy he just he seemed really
1: cool like like just like really chill and like I love how chatty he was I love that he was just Mm -hmm. he seemed like he was just so stoked to be talking to you and like Yeah, like after.
0: And he gets a phone call from another person in who wanted to interview him or something in the middle of our interview. And I love that he answered it.
1: I love that he answered it, and I love that he told him like, "I will call you
0: back. I got another interview to do." I'm in the middle of this interview right now. Yeah. Okay, I will call you back. How long is the time frame? I was going to be oh, 20 minutes. I could wrap it up in 20 minutes, and then we talked for like another hour Hour and and a a half. half. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, how's your time? Oh, it's fine he can wait he can wait it's cool yeah what a guy like he just he seemed really
1: cool and like like genuinely sounded like he really wanted to talk to you i want to be friends eric
0: yeah like like, seriously
1: you sound like it'd be like a
0: fun friend to have yeah yeah i think so i think very much so yeah i think go down there by the end of this podcast we will have this beer open we
1: will what's the running time now hour and a half
0: Oh, we're going to edit the shit out of this. We've been chatting recorded for an hour and 12 minutes. <laughs> we probably have about 25 minutes of content we can actually play. I'll be generous and say 40. <laughs> the third song. This was the song where he actually grabbed the guitar, I think, was where, where I like lost my fucking mind. Um, Bump Ahead's a great album, too, hey? Dude, that was the album that came out after Lean Into It. It has the cover of Wild World. Oh,
1: I love Wild World.
0: There's there's an expanded version of Lean Into It. Oh, it's probably got... Oh, the drill. Did you like the drill story? Yeah. How he kept getting his hair caught in the drill? In the
1: drill, yeah. And he had the wig, right? The wig. For the
0: second time? Yeah, yeah. And it was still in there? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) That was amazing. What is all of these? Oh, I'm looking for the album uh, Deep Cuts. Deep Cuts, yeah. I think this is it. The best of the ballads. So I'm looking for, uh, wait, was it, was it Where Are They Now? Yes. Yes. I think that's the one. I think it was Where Are They Now. Oh, hit play. This is Where Are They Now from Deep Cuts. I hope this was the one. <laughs> I have to go back and listen.
2: <laughs> Staring back from inside my mirror. Boy, I used to know. This might, I can't remember. Shining eyes that see right through my Yeah, window. it is.
0: I haven't really played anything super heavy yet. you do addicted to that rush. There's yeah, that's gonna be coming up then. There's a lot of uh ones that he suggested that we should look up to put in the podcast too, hey? That's right. <laughs> chorus I want of this song. I love this chorus. Yeah I like that chorus a lot. And I like the harmony on it.
1: They're really good for harmonies normally though. I love I love their
2: musicality. In the drawer, yeah. over like
0: literally Billy Sheehan is one of the most famous bass players he's widely regarded in bass circles as one of the best bass players of all time in rock and roll yeah and um, Paul Gilbert very fantastic virtuoso guitar player Oh, I get in the beer (laughs) open!
1: So this whole time we could
0: have used... We could have just used a bottle opener. No, I don't think so. It wouldn't have got a grip on the side. I still can't quite. Oh, there's still a cap on it. It would have come off better if I hadn't just tried to cut through it. Because now I just made it worse. This is just an awful project.
1: <laughs> I'm still just wondering how any drunk person could get into that. That's
0: the thing. You're going to be sober by the time you get in. It kind of <laughs> regulates what you're doing. There you go. That's, that's what it is. Modulation. Like that.
2: Yes. Where are now?
0: The first song on their very first album is uh, Addicted to That Rush, 1989. This is it. This is a remastered version. Something a little heavier for everybody. Kendra's air guitar is fucking hot right now. She's, she's just giving her. Not to my guitar teacher, Brandon Healy. <laughs>
1: He said that I would get better at my guitar, air guitar. Have you air guitar too?
0: had rock and roll that one yeah totally yeah I think it's more and it's more about what like the the sh- the, the playing it's more yeah. focused on the playing yeah but then is. like
1: later on he hit some like like the last note he hits in the, the entire song is such a like rock scream note it's so cool
0: guitar solo. I know this like
1: the guitar is so awesome
0: in this song. Wow. Paul shreds like Nuno does, Nuno Betancourt from Extreme. Yes. They're very uh, they've got a lot of similarities. It's a real jam song. Mm -hmm. Everybody's got their part where they show off. That's hard.
1: That is hard, right? (laughs) I saw a video of him doing that live, and he made it look like it was nothing. He was just like, whatever, I'm hitting this high note now.
0: (laughs) It's no problem. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Remember this one. What does CDFF stand for in this song? Oh, I love the feel of the guitar there. there. That's a thick wall of sound I like. Yeah.
2: Yeah,
0: that's, this song's fantastic. I'm gonna have a bit of a time editing this. <laughs> How much of what do I put in? Wasn't this one a single? I feel like it was a later single. I feel like maybe it was, yeah. Here's a nice chorus right here. it's heavy again. Anyways, yeah, that's awesome. That's a freaking amazing song. They have so many of them, though. Colin, Colin Krieger, as a guest on the show, had asked me uh, a couple of weeks back or so uh, who my top three artists are, just period in life. Yeah. So number one's Bon Jovi. Absolutely, I knew that. <laughs> so number two is Extreme. Yes. And I couldn't figure out who number three would be. I think it might be these guys.
1: These are, uh, yeah, you know, these guys, like, growing up uh, were uh, some some of my favorite music, like, growing up. And it's, I thank my sister for that because she definitely turned me on to them. I actually have this memory of when cool. I was, I want to say, how old would I have been? Maybe eight? Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Because eight. I was about. It was 1992 that uh, "To Be with You" was out, right? Was it around that? That time? sounds right. That, that sounds. A, so that I would have like been radio. about grade two, ish. Um, and I remember my older sister Danielle. Um, she listened to the Bear, and they they had their request hour that mm-hmm. they um, were taking people's requests, and she turned me on to this song to be with you and i loved it so Mm -hmm. she was gonna call in and keep calling in to try and get this song played on the radio for me and i i don't know why i still remember this to this day but i remember her doing this and i was so excited because i'm like she's gonna talk on the radio she's gonna play the song for me because i was in grade two and everything was (laughs) amazing when you're in grade two and uh um she got through and they played it and they even said my name on the radio and i was just like so stoked and i still remember this like to this day that was so long ago <laughs> but it was to be with you and i remember that and like mr big was like one of my favorite bands after that
0: that's such a sweet memory
1: yeah it's, uh, but like that 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 has always stuck with me every time i think of mr big i think of that memory so it's like mm. it's pretty cool but like their music like i said is just it's it's so good like do you have another song you'd like to share Oh man, there's so many. Um, there's actually this one called Take Cover. I love that one. Take Cover. Do you remember which album? Um, I think the album. Because I can
0: search otherwise, but I I thought there was an album. Was it Take Cover? The album or take? There's I think there's an album called Take Cover. Yeah,
1: I think that's the title track.
0: Yeah, it? demo. Well, there's a demo version of the song Take Cover. This is off of Take Cover. <laughs> oh <Yeah>. no, it's <laughs> off of Hey Man. It's off of Hey Man. I want to play that one. This is Take Cover (laughs) on 100.3, The Bear. The Bear. Just kidding.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love the drumming of this song. Pat Torpy.
0: Rest in peace, Pat. Rest
2: in peace. The voice. I know, so good. Can
1: we go to karaoke now? <laughs> I, I want to sing every Mr. Big song ever.
0: Come, I'm serious. I love this part. Yeah. Oh, undertow. I got to play a little undertow. Do you know undertow? I don't think I know this one. That intro. The intro is very Bon Jovi 2002-ish.
2: <laughs>
0: like the song Everyday. a great outro out of the chorus. Totally. But uh yeah, that's uh that that, that song does remind me of, of Bon Jovi in that mm-hmm. this one song they did called Every Day. Oh, okay. Except this one this chorus is much more melodic than the Bon Jovi chorus. I could
1: see that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm in danger of violating my SoCan license tonight. With, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm allowed to play I'm allowed to play a certain amount of content, up to eighty percent musical content on this podcast by law. I paid for that. <laughs> in the States there's something called like um I think it might apply to Canada too. There's a free license where if you are providing commentary I was like what is that noise I could hear? <laughs> if you're just providing commentary about like music or, or whatever, um, as in in a review situation, like kinda like what we're doing, it's yeah. completely free. Oh really? It's completely free. it's yeah. Huh yeah that's
1: interesting but yeah there's just so much music though with Mr. Big that
0: you could easily just play a bunch of it I know I know I'm gonna be out of control I swear I think they're just they're beautiful beautiful amazingly talented incredible songwriters I am such a huge fan of Mr. Big and it's been one of the highlights of my life that I got to uh, chat with Eric
1: like Seriously, I'm like, I was so excited for you. Because, like, (laughs) I'm such a, like, a huge fan, too. And I know, like, you and I have talked a lot about, like, music and, like, Mm. how much we really enjoy certain people. And, like, I feel like we kind of get to the same level of excitement for people. And yeah, so, like, when when you asked me to be on this, like I, I was just like super stoked to be a part of it too. Cause I really have been enjoying your podcast like thoroughly been talking to everybody about it because like it does, it takes me back to the music that I, I grew up on that I loved. And yeah. like, getting to kind of relive all that is like super exciting. And then getting to do this podcast with one of my favorite bands, which is also one of your favorite bands. And then yeah. you actually get to talk to Eric Martin, which is like just, it, it's just so cool. Everything it it so really
0: cool. excites me how you excited you were about, about Mr. Big because I, I, I didn't know the like the level of fandom that you had for them. So, I mean, it's so, it's so cool. And the thing about doing this podcast is it gives me a lot of joy in life. It gives me, like, taking me back to those songs that really made me excited about music in the first place.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Regardless of what I've listened to over the years since. But this was the era where I discovered music that I liked for myself, that I chose for myself to listen to, not what I had to listen to because my parents listened to it.
1: Yeah, exactly. So
0: the beauty of that is, like, reliving reliving that and the fact is i've never stopped listening to these songs
1: no neither have i and like it just it 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 just holds like kind of like a a special place for you like i know for myself at least like cuz it just it's crazy how music can take you literally back to a moment in your life that you remember so like deeply and like 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 i said that 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 memory of my sister it was such a small memory but it totally like, cause that, that was a big part of like her and I growing up and like. Your bond. Our bond. Cause like she listened to so much music. Like she's a huge music lover as well. And Which sister are you talking about? Danielle. My okay. older sister. Yeah. So like, um, f- she, she's got such a wide range of music that she loves and listens to. And so when, when I was growing up, I had so many influences cause my mom listened to country. My dad listened to like classic rock mm-hmm. and then she listened to like a lot of 80s hair metal and then like the really like cool like 90s grunge stuff and like just so much that like you know whenever i was like i want to like listen to something new here try this you know she was always like here try this i just like so a lot of my musical influences came from her and like some of, like my favorite ones so like this was always one that like really really stuck out for me and like just i i loved his voice from like the get-go eric martin has like one of the best voices i've ever heard it's butter it, uh, yeah i like it, it's one of those like it's very rare it's to... a hot knife cutting through butter absolutely and, like well especially like finding a voice that you literally could listen to on repeat and not get
0: tired of yeah that
1: is a rare thing and i feel like he's got that
0: he's got this thing in his tone that just makes me relaxed and it it, no it put it gives me like endorphins or something like Mm -hmm. just the just his tone and it's just a blessing he has
1: yeah he's he's definitely got a gift and the fact that he Still has it, because you can tell. Like you can tell the quality mm-hmm. from when like he was just playing those little clips. You can still hear it. I was just like, I bet Man. you. I
0: bet you one day down the road, maybe in a few months or so, maybe he'll come back on. If I, if I shoot him an email, that'd be really cool.
1: I would yeah. book the day off to be there. You should.
0: For you <laughs> should.
1: <laughs> Green and it's. I can't five. survive
0: COVID nineteen because I can't not do karaoke. Oh. <laughs> I need to sing and I have no band. Uh, we could do house karaoke's so would be like, we're going to test you before you come in. Cough into this. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, you can sing tonight. Testing everybody. Don't you wish they had an instant test for it? Because then we'd be like, no, you can't sing. Yeah. You got like, put this litmus put this litmus paper on your mouth. <laughs> oh, it's green. You can't sing. <laughs> Kendra thank you so much for talking with me about Mr. Big today
1: oh, thank you for having me Enjoying I really us. really enjoyed it I love your podcast is there
0: anything you want to plug what What, what do I want to plug um, I don't know nothing to plug because <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you say something really stupid like cars cost less than a <laughs> <laughs> oh my
1: god I should
0: <laughs> can you just sing that for us legend of the chevy farm (laughs) westgate chevrolet (laughs) nobody in north america knows except edmontonians
1: yeah i work there so i guess that's a good plug at westgate chevrolet
0: i work at westgate chevrolet that's westgate that's
1: westgate yeah i work at the chevy farm
0: (laughs) you're like famous westgate chevrolet did
1: you did you know that we even have a little mascot dog that that does that work with us now this is it a live dog or He's a live dog. His name is Chai. Chai is an awful name. No, it's it's totally a cute name though. Okay. Because he he's got the totally color of like chai a chai
0: latte. He's a latte? He kind of. Oh, so he's got those speckles on him? He's a husky though. What a beautiful well, Actually, copper. he's a
1: Pomsky. He's a Pomsky, so like a husky Pomeranian.
0: Oh, I want to pet him.
1: He's really really cute and really sweet and he's even got a picture up on the website. I don't even have a picture up on the website. That's how much more important he is than me. <laughs>
0: The legend of the Chevy farm. out here in the West. Now people
1: people
0: people come from far and wide to put us to the test. And when the dealin's done, they'll agree (laughs) there's only one that leads the way.
1: Legend of the Chevy farm.
0: Westgate Westgate, Chevrolet. (laughs) See you guys next week.
2: Hit up our Instagram, dope underscore nostalgia. You like Twitter better? That's cool. Nostalgia Dope. Or shoot us an email, dopenostalgiapodcast at gmail.com.
0: This podcast is licensed by SoCan because we believe that artists should be paid for their work.